Hello everyone and welcome to broadcast number 67 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show that airs bi-weekly on Saturdays at noon U.S. Central Time to help you keep up with the ever-evolving world of indie game development, debate about issues in the indie game scene, and to let you into the mind of some of the most interesting people behind the creation of indie games. Um, I'm your host today, uh, Brad Hudson, and I am in Culver City at IndieCade with two super cool people. <laughs> Let's No pressure. Dude, that was a really good intro. That's, <laughs> Thank you. You got that on lockdown. Um, yeah, so my name is Steve Swink. I'm making a game called Scale. I'm a game designer, artist, programmer, whatever. Uh, made other things. I wrote a book one time. Really? Oh, yeah. It's called Game Feel. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I have that on my tablet. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I, it's, it's better in the print version, I think, just because I took the time to draw all these like ridiculous illustrations. That was how I skirted the issue of like getting screenshot rights. I just like I just like redrew the screenshots that I needed <laughs> in crappy and steep style. But anyway, yeah. So that's me. And I make games, and I think about games, and I talk to people about games, and I always look tired. World tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When people ask me, like, "Man, you look really tired," I'm like, "No, that's that's what I look like. <laughs> kind of like droopy." <laughs> anyway, super chill. Um, I'm Gabe Telpak. I'm making about sipping pugs. Um, I'm the director on it, which basically means that I oversee everything on it, and there's a more beautiful, talented person working on every aspect of the game. Um, and I'm just very animated cartoon character <laughs> that's alive and a game designer. And It's important to note that you're wearing... I'm wearing a shirt that... <laughs> it's a dress shirt with a bazillion pugs all over it. So, I would be wearing pug socks, but it's, like, super hot here. I try to stay on brand. <laughs> stay on message. Yeah. yeah. How many how many pugs do you think are on that shirt? Fifty. Fifty. Combined, me um, and my fiance Michelle, we have five. So pugs. Five, five, five pugs. pugs. Five oh, physical pugs five that physical live in pugs, real life yeah. that that are eat still food, breathing. and then <laughs> it comes out of either end, and then the pug eats whatever came out of either one end. Of, one of our pugs actually, she has like face acne, and the doctors say, "Oh, yeah, oh, put her on steroids, and we'll go away." And then didn't give like the note of when to take her off steroids. <laughs> and so now Bella is this gigantic muscular. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't tell us, and so now she's just this gigantic thick blob of muscle. That's amazing. Yeah. So we have we're all death sitting pugs is totally hand-on. We know we know what we're doing. <laughs> You're hands-on with the pug. Yeah. You should do a lot of recording of your own pug sounds to make. That's what I need to do. I, right now, my strategy is to send my Dave, my guide, vines. I send him vines of our pugs. Excellent. I, I think I saw one of those. Probably. Like You like went super up close. I like fell on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so I could get some samples. Can you get any of your pugs to scream? No. Do the pug scream? Oh my gosh, we saw like a video where like cutting nails, some pugs love it and some pugs hate it, some pugs will scream like a child. Yeah, no, that, yeah. You, yeah. yeah, so there's that great video of that person like, like, like there's the TV and there's the pug and the pug is behind the couch and the person is like holding it by the little ar front arms like yeah. it's a baby and the TV has like a nature documentary with wolves or something and she like slowly raises the pug and as soon as the pug's eyes can see the screen just goes, ah! <laughs> oh my she pulls it down again, <laughs> Sort of a beautiful rhythm. I think she does it about twenty times for the video so stuff. Potential, yeah. No, hopefully not. Nature's jesters. They're just like <laughs> the little, noble pug. They're little little balls of poop. <laughs> <laughs> Have you met Adam Saltzman's pugs? 
Oh yeah, he's uh, one of. I, we still need to um because it's like why would we not make a dog game and put all our friends' dogs in it? And correct. so I was like, to Adam, like don't worry. I'm like we just need to get the right tongue tech for Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. Adam, Adam's uh, pug, his tongue perpetually is like flops out and it like, can never come <laughs> back in. So it's like this like mass entity that just like wobbles around. And, so. and he'll like fall asleep on the floor and the tongue will be stuck to the floor yeah. and he'll like can't get up again. <laughs> it's so good. And then like Adam takes a spatula. <laughs> He has to grease the spatula. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, don't worry. We just need more tech for your dog so that in game the tongue is fully replicated. Yeah, yeah. You need to get some physics. It's be accurate. Yeah, Yeah, you need some physics sim. Get some. What is it? What they use for 2D physics sim in Game Maker now? I don't know. It's like they're like, what are you spending all your time in? Like, oh, I'm (laughs) making um, tongue physics. (laughs) Totally worth it. Yeah. Tongue physics is a game that we should just make. That's a really well-paying job. Like tongue physics. Space. Very niche. I'm oh, sorry. Do you actually have any questions that you want to ask? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're just talking about science. Is just like, this is the so, fuck scale hour. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is our first time like doing a in-person interview, so I was just thinking we'd get some people together and just talk about whatever comes up. And, mm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, um, how many bucks does Adam have? Uh, two, two or three? Well, two and then his mother-in-law his has over. T- had two and one of them died, so now there's three. So I think that third one just like lives at Adam's house now because it was lonely. So he's playing it safe because you guys, you, you can only hold one puck per arm, right? Yes, so true. you got five of them. Yes. Well, well yeah. What so happens with the fifth? Mm-hmm. Don't care. The other one has anxiety, and so it actually uh, it sounds like a little child, <laughs> and so like, like ah, ah, so like we don't even like care about that one. <laughs> so, Layla. No, Aww. it's funny. I actually, when I first met Adam, I immediately I was like, I need to, I need you to give me all of your tips because me and Michelle are like a younger version of like um, Adam and his wife Becca, mm-hmm. and that they both have pugs, and then Becca does like all the finance and like the businessy stuff, and that's what Michelle does. And I need the game design. I'm like, I need you to give me all your tips so that I don't screw up. I don't be like a horrible husband. <laughs> but. Well, game development is okay, but is. pugs are better. Yeah, so that's my Adam. So, he's basically, he's like, it's like, game development, wedding life is like Dark Souls, and it's like, it's not getting better. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. That's Dark Adam. Dark, <laughs> dark Souls, ooh. His children are kind of like Dark Souls bosses. <laughs> yeah. The, he's got, he has two kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kingsley and Finnegan. Okay. Dungeon of Toys. And yeah, the Dungeon of Toys. Yeah. They, I was talking to Adam yesterday, he said that they kind of have kids on lockdown now. Like uh, implemented a very consistent system. There you go. Last time I was over there, it was funny. First time I was over there, it was just toys everywhere. It was like a wasteland of toys. <laughs> and then when I went over there, like about a month ago, there's actually a table in like a living room, and there was like a hospitable space. And whoa, like we're <laughs> the dungeon of toys. Like oh, we just we, we migrated it. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember I was at Fantastic Arcade like three, four years ago or something like that, and then it was before Finnegan was born. But Kingsley was like two or something. And we had been up really late because we were watching movies, and I think we were out, like out drinking or something until two a.m. And everybody, you know, went to sleep. And like me and Adam sort of stumbled out at the same time because we were staying at his house. And the first thing that happens to Adam, like the absolute first thing, is Kingsley sprints across the living room and just racks him. Oh my god! Right <laughs> in the fucking beans. <laughs> he's just like, oh, why did he punch me in the dick? <laughs> I was like, wow, father. Oh, I'm impressed he's got that skill. Yeah. Yeah, no, he went right for the nuggets. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. Fatherhood. Yeah. I, 
not not looking forward to it. Oh, dude, I totally am. It'd be so rad. I'm gonna tell this. Yeah. I'm gonna fill well, their like heads the first with year is gonna be cool. <laughs> they're gonna have such a twisted view of the world, and everyone's gonna think they're so weird because they think all these bizarre things are true. Just plant seeds into them and see how they grow. Yeah. Well, I have all these like elaborate mythologies that I just develop, mostly for Aaron. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. It's like yeah. Shriek Tooth and his mighty funnel web and all this kind of stuff. Mm. It's like a religion that I made up. And all this <laughs> so you just tell your kids that the the real scale gun is in your attic, right? And like they're not allowed to ever go up there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we should talk about our games. So yeah. Tell, tell me. <laughs> tell me about snuff, but snuff sniffing pooks. Bus sniffing pooks. Um, like what gave you the idea to build a pug ass controller? It's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> a great way to put it. Um. It was funny, I was talking to this panel yesterday, and it just kind of, like, eventually blossomed. Like, we were actually... Adam Adam was the first one. Adam was... He was joking. We were drunk at Indicate, and he was like, ah, you should make a giant tennis ball controller. Because I was like, I just want to make players, like, feel like they're, like, a dog. And I'm like, haha, and then I went on Amazon, and they sell giant tennis balls. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll make this, like, around a giant tennis ball. And then initially the design was that you had to hold two buttons... And you had to bop, like, the third button with your nose, so you actually had to, like, sniff, like, a butt. Right. And then Andrew, my buddy, uh, who made the controller, he was like, well, what if we just put a butt on it? And I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> genius. Oh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Then you don't have to, like, butt sniff, you can just touch the butt, and you, so, like, it was like, hey, like, why not? Like, it, like the controller is just, like, a giant mouse, and so it's more, it's, like, making people uncomfortable with something that they're familiar with. <laughs> So, because everybody, everybody's like, you can, everybody can use a trackball, but you put a butt on it, and immediately people are like, <laughs> they're like, what? I don't, I don't want to touch it. I'm, I'm touching it, and then they like, and then they get into the game. So, and then they're able to play it. So, I didn't know that people would have a problem with that. I didn't. Like, I mean, it's a little stuffed animal. <laughs> we wash it. The, we were just talking about uh, with the people that we're staying with, like, like how rigorously we have to clean everything. Like, we how we buy like gallons of like. Sanitizer, and we like Lysol like the butt every single time, and then we, after every X, we have to take it off, do a little wash, and then get it on. It's so here. Okay, so here's what you do: you give him a little circular black Velcro butthole, <laughs> <clears throat> and then you just you just stick like disposable air like the air freshener or whatever, like the car well, stuff. Yeah, well, no, I mean just in you know like at the doctor's office, you know they like change the paper on the yeah. table every time. Just do that, or you tap it and it takes it like a little. Pssst. And just oh, like sprays, yeah. like a little nice like spring breeze or something. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to ask if you guys had ever like scented the butt in case no. somebody did like go down there and be like, what? I know. Well, I mean, when you ice saw it all the time, people are like, oh, why does this smell nice? <laughs> but uh, somebody's gonna develop a taste for pug ass. I know, and now they're actually being made. That's weird. Like the controllers themselves. Yeah. Oh, like manufactured. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So, so in your house, there could be like an infinite line of pug ass. I'm hoping not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just Bang like, your just like, like every available space has a pug ass. Imagine me talking to like a fan gamer. I'm like, hey, so I need shirts. I need um, uh, boxes. And I need pug boats. Is that fine? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Um, yeah, because they're actually being made, but only like ten oh, or okay. like twenty. Because it's more of just like along the lines where we just want to like have them exist, like a better like not like. Dev, indie dev DIY version like right. made out of like wood and it's like scrappy and like I'm blowing out all this tennis fuzz out of it and so like an actual like plastic nice like sheen controllers um, yeah. dope 
So, here's hoping. I'm gonna be really fascinated when you guys fire off your Kickstarter. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. Gonna, it's it'll be really fascinating to see the, how people respond to a game with like a special controller. I mean, because you can play the game without the controller. You can, yeah. And like the idea that, um, like the controller is like its purpose eventually is to be used for people with disabilities. Like we're partnering with Able Gamers. And so they are gonna use it and like with without the butt. That's that's the important thing. As I was talking to the box, I'm like so, do you like we we have to have the butt detachable? <laughs> and they're like, are you, are you fine with that? Because eventually they're gonna use it just as a giant trackball. And the uh, the butt control right now is a mouse, but eventually it's gonna be modded so that the mouse thinks it's a game pad, so that you can use this with other Steam games. Oh okay. Yes. Okay. And so so that these kids get like a giant trackball, with or without a butt, and then everybody else gets the controller. But, um, I think they're pretty much missing the point if they're ditching the butt. Yeah. But <laughs> sure what do I, I know? I had somebody. No, somebody said, um, "Yeah, I'm gonna bring by my one-year-old to play your game." And I'm like, "Okay, sure." I mean, might not be teaching them the right <laughs> lessons. <laughs> I mean, when I was in Chicago, I was there. Was somebody brought over like a baby, and I'm like, "Part of me is like, I think we're gonna have fun." <laughs> and like, literally, their fun was just like tapping the butt. <laughs> pooping in game and then hearing like and then like like ah, and like laughing and that was the extent of their baby joy. I mean that was pretty much how I played the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much just what everybody does. Everybody <laughs> finds that like, you can poop in a game. That's like all you need. Yeah, I didn't figure that out until the end, and I was like, oh, it's time for something. But today, today I'm gonna poop. Everywhere. I know. I can show you the secrets. I have actually the secret rules on there. Oh shit! Yeah. I saw that one. It was awesome. Yeah. Where it's past one screen and it's gonna be like a big world and stuff like that, and you can place whatever the hell you want. So it's funny being like, I just wanna make virtual worlds that people can do like whatever the hell they want in. And so like, it's like, I just want, like, Brandon, you're doing it as pugs, but it's like, hey, you wanna like break the game? Like, go ahead. That's like what like caused like some of the great ideas is that people found out that they could, um, if they rub their butt near flowers, they could grow more flowers. And that was a bug. <laughs> but, we but so, like, what people would do is they would just rub their butt and they would just grow flowers everywhere. And so, like, let's just keep well, it's like same. a power up, right? It's like flower butt. Yeah, exactly. Fertilizing. Yeah. Flower power. So, just making more because I'm playing games. I, I like the games that I can explore in, and like, I'm tired of like being hit by like virtual walls. Like, I, I want to like whenever I see a game, I like want to go past it and break it. Sure. And like push that to its limits and that's a good ironically like this little like little simple pug game that's like what I want it to be is like a virtual world that like kids can dig around in and mod and stuff like that well when I actually get my game more done my game's kind of about that really pretty I mean talk about a segue <coughs> yeah pretty good <laughs> yeah no because that's what my game's about more or less because I have this mechanic where you can scale things up and down as much as you want which lets you like do a ton of shit <clears throat> it's kind of about finding, uncovering hidden truths and like finding things behind. So, in theory, it should completely reward that sort of exploration. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what the game is about. So, like right now, I'm working on the. This is the normal track of the game that you play, and then I developed all these systems that need to get reintegrated. That are all these things for you to find that are hidden under the surface. Right. And then under that surface, and then under that surface, because it's like a, a game about recursion at some level. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what it looked like in the trailer. Right. Like I was like, I have no idea what, what the hell's going on. What's going on? Yeah. Not only are you trying to do a mechanic that's like been thought of but never done before, <laughs> but you're also trying to like, okay, now I just have to like think ahead of everybody and put like all these secrets and everything and make sure <laughs> that everything works. No big deal. I'm not even crying. Symptom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's a tough one. It's a toughie. It's exciting though, like to see like the process of like how it's like evolving, like in your like recent like Kickstarter posts. As a person that's like making a hub for his like pug world, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's like going through all the problems. Yeah, no, it's been pretty rough. That's been my real bugbear is getting this sort of meta structure put together. Because I've always had like these basic scale puzzles that people thought were really interesting or whatever. Um, and don't even like see it that way. Well, no, I mean it, the mechanic really makes sense to people because it's just like point a thing at the thing and scale it. Right. Done. Um, and then, you know, it's up to me as a designer to find a bunch of interesting consequences of that, and I've done that in, in as much as people are kind of just, like, drawn through the game, and they're like, oh, that's cool, and oh, that's cool, you know, they sort of keep doing it, and, uh, then the meta structure is meant to start linearly, so you start playing it, and you're like, oh, this is kind of like a portal or whatever, and then it eases you into, okay, now the structure is much more open. Right. Um, and then you can go screw around, and that's at the point at which I want you to be like... Oh, okay. There's a lot more going on here, and then you'll start coming back to the earlier levels and looking for these things that you missed. Um, so I teach concepts and do that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. I think I never ever want to make a game that, with authored content again <laughs> because okay. So this is the deal with puzzles, from my experience. If you want to make a really good puzzle, you have to be like five times as smart as the puzzle you're making because you have to think of the puzzle and then think of all the possible solutions and the ways yep. that it could break and then plug all of those holes and like a really elegant puzzles just kind of come out of the ether fully formed and generally don't have like a lot of hole plugging right and but that doesn't happen very often and i don't know i feel like at this point and this is kind of fucked up but my entire life is is basically like arranged to be a prayer to the muse <laughs> right and like it's really hard for me to take a break or even go on vacation because my brain is constantly like <clears throat> Alright, look at all this beautiful stuff And then it snaps back to you Man, if I look at this beautiful stuff A wonderful thing and more puzzles Like the point of looking at all this beautiful stuff And getting out and away from the computer Is to think of more good stuff for scale And it's like, shut the fuck up, Rain God damn it Just take a break Yeah, I can't You know, it's like really hard to actually take a break So what is, what's even going to happen when you finish scale? Or are you just going to be like, oh, this puzzle's still coming in Dude, I'm just going <laughs> to play Magic all day It's going to be so great I'm just going to go live at a, at a game store Or play Magic with my friends only played Magic once. Uh, yeah. Both of you guys played it? Very no, rarely. Okay. Yeah. So I saw your eyebrows go up. Yeah, so. I know. That's he, he, he knows that we play Magic. Yes, I know. We've and tried to rope him into it. I'm the guy that's like trying to get married and do a Kickstarter and make a game. Yeah, you're not going to be playing a lot of Magic. I just need to survive. <laughs> as long as like, I was telling people, I was like, if I can, I was like planning out my death. I was like, <laughs> if I can get married die and BSP still gets released I'll be a happy man <laughs> <laughs> then no like, you have to think a hundred years down the road when you're like still making games on your hover couch or whatever yeah <laughs> I know it was funny I was actually t yeah like I never I never turn off it was funny how we were talking and actually me and Jerry submitted that talk about like how our video games ruined our marriages right PC. yeah no I, I was uh well, I'll give you feedback on that at the appropriate time, but I read your submission. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because I'm, like, one of the people oh, yeah, yeah. who actually curates that. I mean, it was to the point where I was like, do you want to do this? Yeah, sure. And I just wrote something up. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's a, it's a really good topic. And I, I mean, I can add my own stories to that file, right? Oh, yeah. It's like Erin uh, released her game, and then, like, two months later, we were getting married. Oh, my God. <clears throat> and I'm in the middle of my game and like I need to do Kickstarter updates and like work on shit and there are festivals and like talks to go to and travel and mm -hmm. I like keynote at a conference in, right. in uh, Den Denmark at some point in there and, oh, Aaron was, and Aaron was in Taiwan and like just 
because our lives are <laughs> insane. <laughs> but we're like, you know, this is this is cool. I mean, this is like what we wanted to do. Right. Wanted to travel and make games and meet people and have fun, mm. hang out with the tribe. I like how no matter where you go in the world, there's always like indie devs. Mm-hmm. You're all and you also fall in with the tribe. That's great. That's why, like, why I guess it's so attractive is like that community aspect. And that's yeah. like it's just very welcoming and it's like very easy just to jump into that pool. And everybody's like, hey, come on in. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that's something that I noticed here. Like last year, uh, Indicate was my first ever game festival. And so like, I, I had no idea what to expect. And you can literally walk up to like anyone here and just be like, hey, hi, uh, video games. <laughs> it's like, boom, conversation right there. And, like anybody's willing to talk and like oh, yeah. everybody's super friendly. Um, and I was just like, whoa. Um, so, I, I think I was trying to segue back into Indicate there. Um, so, I guess I guess what we'll talk about is um, how how is it like being on the other side and setting up for a festival? Okay. Uh, what what have been your experiences? <laughs> so, I have a, I, <clears throat> when I finish scale, I have a GDC talk all ready to go. Uh, it's called Fear Based Game Development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So basically just like the existential terror of having to show this thing that I've worked on to real humans drives like an insane boost of productivity. Yeah, and I sweating down to the last moment. Yeah, so like four hours yesterday I sat right over there and I just pounded on the game and I fixed like 20 bugs and Damn. added three new levels and reconfigured the metastructure a little bit again. It's like a bug every 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Never, never make builds right before cons. No, never. do do that all the time. <laughs> well, I'm saying that as the person that's done it every single time. Yeah, no, I, I that's what I do. I do it every single time. Uh, but yeah, every single I've got like every single build for every single con that we've been to on that on that NDK computer. But it, it's crazy, freaking. Always like the, the the vast difference between a place like this, like Indicate, and like Bensumer, because well, like it packs. packs is a nightmare. Oh my god, it's like it's like somebody was asking me, "Do you have any stuff?" And I was like, "Well, no, <laughs> I don't have to like impress anybody here." <laughs> oh, like everybody's like here's like super chill, and it's like we're just like hanging out, and then a place like Pax, I feel like like Woody, and I'm like smiling, and I'm like blah 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 blah, and then I pull my drawstring, and I like do the exact same thing like five hundred times in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't do that anymore. I just like you think it's cool, like you're interested in playing, no, cool, later. Yeah. You are cool, you're a super fan, awesome, here's a t shirt. <laughs> like you just played for an hour, awesome, you're rad, here you go. Yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I did at Pax and <clears throat> the thing that I did okay, so I use festivals for uh playtesting. Mm. There you um, go. Especially what I like to do is kind of hover around like a weird shark in the background and just watch people play when they don't know that I'm the dev. Right. I especially like it when I'm like, I walk up behind people and they've been playing for a couple minutes and I'm like, what is this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome. So this is the best way tell, to get people. Tell me more about this. And no, no, it's just like, give oh, me a perception. Oh, like, what is this? <laughs> because they've been playing for a few minutes and they'll, they'll be like, oh, it's like a shitty portal clone. Oh my god. <laughs> Boy, it's good. That's like the most satisfying feeling is hearing other people like evangelize your game, like in like the oh yeah, way. totally, totally, and yeah. like eavesdropping on that. Oh my god. Yeah, it's yeah. That's sort of the problem of being a creative. Though, it's like uh, you can hear that a hundred times, and then the, the one like negative thing cancels oh out all of those. Like I think it's I think it's actually like a one to ten ratio. It's like the one negative thing yeah. somebody says like sticks with you. 
like, oh my god, I'll never, when we were at PAX, because normally the, the jingle for BSP is, they're like, what's the point? I'm like, just have freaking fun. I mean, granted, there are, like, unnecessary objectives and secrets, and so it's like, if you want to do stuff, there's progression, but it's just, just stick around as a dog, right? And so, I, I said that to this one guy, I was like, it's just have fun, and he was like, what kind of fun? I'm like, uh, like, fun fun? <laughs> like, just fun. He's like, like, shooter fun? Like, puzzle fun? I'm like, uh, no, like, you ever enjoyment, like, entertainment. He's like, I don't get it. And I was like, what well, don't you get it? You're like a soulless creature. Get out of my booth. Um, yeah, and that, like, tormented me for the rest of the day. What kind of fun? Yeah. Walking yeah. in the park fun. Eating a burrito on a Because right now there's, like, different kinds Here of, like, go. entertainment. But I was like, fun is just, like, enjoyment, like, pleasure, like, you know, etc. But, um... Yeah, it was bo- it was boggling to me that like just a normal guy would not understand that. <laughs> but it, it's it's whatever, and then it's funny because then like I have situations where um, BSP is like meant to be like accessible and stuff like that. And so there was like a kid in a wheelchair who couldn't play like any games at PAX because they were extremely inaccessible, and like he was able to play my game. And that like totally like I was like I don't care about that guy anymore. <laughs> I'm making a difference. That's pretty dope. But no. I think it's very important to watch your con going and balance it out too. <laughs> like I think I, I need to go to more cons because I always get so much more work done. Like I just I watch people play and I just sit there and I change stuff and I like put it, make a new build and I just put it up and I just do that like twenty times. Well, that and like balancing it out because I, I know like I did like E three packs and I was doing all these consumer episodes and I'm like I'm gonna die. <laughs> I went to, to BitBash, and that was, like, a vacation. Like, the idea that you balance out your cons with, like, fun cons. Right. Like, places like Indie Cave or, like, BitBash or, like, Fantastic Arcade. I was at Fantastic oh Fest. did just watch movies. It was so it great. It's great. <laughs> so you, you don't die and burn out. That's so important. Burnout is a brain injury. Yeah. And you have to take it really seriously. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever watch uh, John Blows talk about uh, Burnout? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the Malays. I know, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. He goes like in all the signs. I love that talk. Yeah. It's good. It's good talk. Mm-hmm. For sure. Not Rings yet. true. You haven't seen that one? No, I've not had Burnout yet. So. Oh. We're not. I'm, I'm still early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there are a lot of strategies for mitigating Burnout, but I think there's no way to actually avoid it completely. Like, I don't know anyone who just like does stuff and doesn't eventually just the, the gear strip and you're just like okay I don't, I'm done yeah for a while at least I gotta go do something else yeah pretty sure it's gonna be me post kickstarter I won't be able to do anything I'll just do it and then just like die kickstarter was an unending nightmare yeah it's uh I'm not looking forward to it but it's that point where it's like hey like BSP, I've already had like the scope nailed out, and BSP is kind of like a more simpler aspect than skill. That it's just content. Yeah. And so it's just sure. like okay, I have my I have my content scoped out. It's just like hey, just like let people decide how big they want to be, and then just like make that content. It's not like physics and like making a mechanic that like you know is like super intensive and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was I thinking? I don't know. We, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I mean, that's the kind of thing my brain coughs up. I got a bunch of those in the pipeline, too, if I ever finish scale, a bunch of other weird experimental stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and be Jason Roar, though, after I finish. Just, like, try to make a ton of games and release them really quickly. There you go. Do, do it. Weird stuff. 
Weird stuff? Weird stuff, small stuff. Weirder than scale? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You're gonna like all cactus and like weird colors too. <laughs> sure, why not? It's <laughs> gonna go off the edge. <laughs> Steve's just gonna become this like mass anomaly of like, he's wearing the, he's wearing red pets pants right now. That's like his, that's like his cactus. thing. He's just gonna become this anomaly of like red. <laughs> the red pants society. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. No, it'll be really fun. I mean, I have it so, like every game developer has the prototype folder, right? I've got mine. Yeah. So everyone has like. So I'm not a real game developer then. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, Damn you gotta, it! I need to get, get a prototype folder. You gotta get you gotta get your dream games, and you gotta get your real games, and you gotta get your shitty games that you love. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant like like no. each build. I prototypes. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. So it's like you just have a folder full of like yeah. undeveloped things Jump. that are maybe interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I've got that. Never mind. Good, yeah, then you're, then you're fine. <laughs> yes, but my dream game is not butt sniffing punks. People may think that. I might be that for the rest of my life, but. It's butt sniffing It's butt sniffing pucks. Butt sniffing pucks 3D. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be my life. Oculus VR augmented reality. Butt sniffing pucks. But I'm making this other game. I don't care. Just tell me about this. Okay. <laughs> so, that, that's gonna be my forever legacy, which is like, yeah. I got, I got a pretty good one. It could be worse. <laughs> I could be the, like, uh, what is it? What's the game? I could be the uh, Shower With Your Dad Simulator guy. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it could be worse. I could. That's a real game. Yeah. It, where do you even get that? I, I, I think it was I, a game jam. Okay. I don't know. So I, I saw it, and I was like, what is this? And It's, it's like a mini game type thing where it's like you just have to, like, like a matching, like, idea where you have, to, you have to shower with the right person that is your dad. So. And then if you don't, <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Scarf for life. It's game it. over. <laughs> well, it, is it seeing your dad? Uh, yeah. It's not don't game worry. over. Game goes it's, on. It's pixel art, so it's interpretive. So, yeah. Amazing. Alright, sounds like our work here is done. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. And uh, we will do the credits. You guys ready for this? Oh boy, here right, we go. People always are like, oh, is that pre-recorded? No. Thank you for listening to broadcast number 67 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is broadcasted live with 1,000 mics and recorded using Dossie. If you enjoyed this show and are interested in more, you can visit our archive at IndieFunction.com or SoundCloud. Our next three shows uh, before our winter hiatus will be on November 5th, November 21st, and December, t- uh, December 5th. Um, thank you again for listening to Indie Radio, and we hope you have a fantastic weekend.